Yes, my bro. Well gone, well gone. What are you saying, G? I'm all right still. Not too bad. Right, bro, too don't bad. gas me with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm lot. actually gassed. Alright, Charles, locked in. Alright, I'm actually gassed about this trip. Like, I can't whole lie to you. Yeah, okay. it's a whole trim thing. Like, respect it, you know, understand? Did you not look? Did you not see what I look like? I look like homeless, bro. I look like I was <laughs> shit. So, I look homeless. Like, it's all a bit mad. It's I'm, all a I'm bit back. mad. I'm back. <laughs> how mad. you? How you been, bro? I'm nice, you know. I'm nice. I feel like lockdown's winding down. So, so good. Everyone's excited. Just doing our little thing now. When do you think clubs are opening? When do you think everything's coming back? Um, I'm going to say, like, August. Wait, can I ask, what's this extension earphone thing you got, bro? Wait, I ain't what's even it? got that. What's, what's this? <laughs> I was thinking, are you extending it from your wall? Like, what's going <laughs> on? I, <laughs> I thought you were extending it. Like, so, Don't kill me, bro. I thought nah, you this is some like extension a... cords. <laughs> nah, this is the old school bang, you know, before the AirPods. Remember them? <laughs> I remember, remember like... when you cut it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, nah, but what you been up to, bro? What you been doing? Yeah, man, I've just been, just been like, working on the craft and, and just, like... I think the good thing from this whole lockdown is that a lot of people have been able to just literally go straight back to, to base... Because you get into the routine of when you're out in the clubs, you kind of get to play the same songs and yeah. stuff like that. So it's kind of nice that we can sit down and reevaluate all of that find old tunes, find new patterns and what, 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 what that kind of stuff. So I've been enjoying it, fam. Yeah, you know what? It's weird. I'm actually enjoying it as well. I mean, obviously I'm doing this, but I've actually yeah. enjoyed it. Like, and by the way, I respect this as well. This is a, a good idea. Uh, get people talking, give people the chance to show their voice and showcase what they're about and all that. So I feel like you I'm haven't talked to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, way the way you're talking, I feel like you've been in prison. Like you just come out, bro. <laughs> Fresh out, <laughs> but, down, fresh out, bro. I feel fresh out anyway, man. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah man. like, I've been doing this and yeah, it's keeping me active, bro. But like, yeah. you've been releasing mixes. What's what's been happening on the DJ? Yeah, part? I put a few mixes out. I did um, I did a one extra guest mix uh, about two or three weeks ago, which was good. Okay. Um, so we run the old school R and B mix, and um, the feedback was nice. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, the feedback was good. Like, I, that's the second time I've I've done a one extra mix. So the first time. I kind of went all all out with it. Like, it was a, a mashup of everything I liked. So, R&B, dancehall, hip-hop, everything. And there was a lot of creative wordplay and all that kind of stuff. But this time, I just kept it to the music and it seemed to resonate with the people nice. So, we're happy about I, that. How are you finding this period with, like, getting your tracks? Like, obviously, you you know, you're re- recuperating and everything and, like, looking back at your sets. Like, how, how are you finding this period, you know, getting these old-school tracks and everything that you didn't have, maybe didn't have before? It's nice, you know. Uh, I think as a DJ, you can sometimes, as I say, get into the habit of just playing similar kind of songs that you'd usually go yeah. for, like tried and tested. So I've been going back and looking at, at old films that I like the soundtracks to, things like that. That's just films. films. That's yeah. a film. <laughs> you, true, put, you, know? you put that in the clubs. <laughs> yeah, all right, Titanic, bro. bro. I'm putting the Titanic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put the Titanic in there. <laughs> I don't even know what it's like. My heart will go on to that. Celine Dion sings. Celine Dion. Yeah. Not quite. Maybe like more time films like Step Up and all them kind of things. You got served, then ones uh, a little bit more urban than the Titanic bang. A little, a little, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, definitely. whatever you do in your spare time, bro, I don't know what you do, but. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening to Celine Dion in bed, like, I don't know. <laughs> but... All right, that, that film is mad. That film is different. I, I shouldn't even talk this on the camera, but that was when I was younger. 
I watched Titanic and I had nightmares, you know. I had nightmares about Titanic. I don't get scared about film, but for some reason, <laughs> that film wigged me. So <laughs> what, you've, you've never been on a boat? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like water, you know. You can ask Day Day's in the, in the chat. He knows my swimming ability is dead. Black like, there is no... Bro, that's what they say, in it? It's true. <laughs> I need someone to teach me because he tried. Have you never, you never, you never, you never learned when you were younger? I did. You know what? I can swim. But uh -huh. I can't float. Does that right. make sense? Now, even right. I said I can't swim, I can't <laughs> float. So as soon as I start, like, not doing the whole... I said the whole whistle. The whole... When I start doing drug in the water and that, like, yeah, I can't, I can't back that. I can't back it. So. I said zero swim, you can't swim. <laughs> no chance. He said, how do you feet at Ocean Beach? Trust me, Jody, I'm looking to do that. I'm looking to do that. <laughs> Let's but not yeah, lie. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for okay, let's go let's go to your career. So like okay. how did DJ kind of start with you? Interestingly enough, like I didn't actually mean to do it like this. I used to play a lot of music in my house and I bought like these decks, but they weren't really decks. They were like two CDs that you could like kind of fade together. But it wasn't, so, it wasn't really, like, he said you need armbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you've actually got the um what's the oh shit, the, you know the float thing, but the tube thing. Yeah man, <laughs> I need I need I had to get that when we went to Napa and stuff. I was there holding the little raft and that is mad. But um but yeah, so I started DJing on those kind of uh, like dead equipments. Then I got virtual DJ, which a lot of people do mess around with. And um a DJ that I know from my like my old school. He's a house producer and he dropped a mix on SoundCloud and I heard yeah. it and I thought, rah, I like this. I think I could do this. So I, I made a little mix and put it on SoundCloud and yeah, it kind of like people were like, yo, this sounds sick. How did you learn how to do this? And then I got booked. My first booking, crazy, was Bamboo Boxing Day with yeah. Roski, Mystery J. Um, I think it was Chris K. That was your, and that was your first booking? My first booking. These times, I was just... I said your first booking and you're, uh, you know, you got thrown into the deep end there. Deepest end. And it was scary because I didn't I didn't have decks. I'd never used decks before. I didn't know what... I, I didn't even know what a mixer was. I was just on my laptop moving it from side to side back in them days. So I had to side. learn fast. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn fast. So I got into... Uh, I got a little controller, one of them dead Hercules ones. Yeah. Um, and, and then we got it moving like that. So we started plugging it in. I took it to TE Bar, which the owners of 101, I don't know if you know 101, yeah, yeah, they yeah. owned that at the time. And they said, have a little play about, see what you can do. And I just liked making people happy through music. So it became a thing where I was like, you know what, I'm ready. I don't must it. And it was quite funny because I had my headphones on and I didn't realise that I had played the acapella of a tune and I'm not, I didn't play the real tune. But no one seemed to care. So I was like, you can make a little mistake. And then it kind of goes from there. So, um, Were you yeah. jamming along like it was the actual song, man? Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine you were like in the booth, like, yeah, you know what? This I, is was, like... I was just there like, I'm doing this, you know, I've got a crowd. That's what I'm doing. I'm, this. <laughs> I'm there running acapellas of like Soldier Boy or something like that. It was crazy. Uh, but then I remember like Mr. J and Rusty came up to me and they're like, oh, you know what you're doing, man? You're all right. You are, you are. Mm. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. So then we just kind of they picked up from you. there. They gassed you, bro. They gassed me <laughs> off. They gassed me off. And then I tried, I just improved, improved, improved and kind of started from there still. So from then, what's been your journey? How have it's you got been... to Dougie Fresh now? Um, so like, obviously I started with that. So I kind of felt a bit weird because I was being put into the position of playing weekly in clubs. I was getting booked here, there and everywhere. 
and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I knew music, but I didn't know the technical side of it. So it was probably a bit yeah. raw. So I spent a lot of time just thinking, you know what, I need to get a CDJ, proper things, or whatever, whatever everyone else is doing, I want to do that mm. as well. So I got used to the technical side. And then from there, just started getting put into the places where I wanted to be. So I started playing in like your sugar sweets where I can play more dance on embashment, which is my heritage yeah. from being a Jamaican man. So from there, I've just been able to create my brand like that and then keep it stepping. I'm actually going to ask you this. I'm going to go straight into this question. So do you, do you think that <clears throat> being Jamaican yourself, um, mm -hmm. that white DJs actually get more praise for playing Bashment Dancehall than you playing Bashment Dancehall? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> definitely. 100%. Of, of course. I think it'd be silly to say otherwise. Uh, whether that's a bad thing or not, I don't know because... Like, I've messed around and played a few Asian tunes. And, but how do you um, feel about yeah. that, though? How do, I, how do I feel about it? Yeah. It's frustrating. It is frustrating because you would like to think that, like, just knowing the rhythm is going to be enough and knowing how to just wave through that genre is going to be enough to propel you. But it does seem as though if you're not from the culture, there's a shock factor. So if a white person comes on and plays a sick dance or say, even I respect it more because I'm thinking, mm. you didn't grow up with that. Like I've grown up in christenings where they're playing your Sanchez's, your Berries Hammonds. You probably didn't and you still have invested time to learn the culture. So yeah. I'm not going to knock it at all. I'm just going to say it can be frustrating because you want to be respected for, for what you bring to the table, not because of the colour of your skin. So, that's so what, for you, in your opinion, that. what makes a good DJ? All right, so a good DJ needs to be able to read the crowd, first and foremost, um, play to any kind of crowd as well. If you've just got like a certain style of music and it's just your favourite music yeah. and you can't adapt and play something other people might like, then I think that's a bad DJ. Um, naturally, technical ability. So I like to see a DJ that can scratch and can add a bit of creativity to his transitions and whatnot. Um, and I'd say energy behind the booth as well. I don't know if people notice, but... I really notice what a DJ is like standing behind the booth. Like, is he getting into the character? Like, Day Day's commenting on there now. He's someone that does it well. <laughs> He'll get involved. Like, you can see he's having yeah, a good yeah. time. And I feel I'm the same. You can tell that I'm enjoying the party and the environment around me. Sometimes you see these robot DJs and they're just there like... <laughs> and he's like, you can see yourself, what are you, what are you bringing to the table? You're kind of trying to entertain the crowd, but you look bored. Yeah, but you know, sometimes when you're just too focused, you can't really. You yeah, can't yeah, really. Nah, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that still. It is a focus, but enjoy yourself, man. Let the crowd vibe off you and be able to take on requests and be able mm. to just engage with your people. So, yeah, I'd say that's important too. Yeah, Jordan, thank you for noticing I got short back and sides. Yeah. Yes, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> They, they said I'm not holding back with the questions. Why, of course, I'm, not, come, I'm coming Bye. in, bro. Like I'm, I'm ready, blood. I'm ready. You can ask me anything. I'm ready to answer. Okay, where's DJ then? <laughs> you, actually, you said, you said ask anything. You said ask anything. So I'm gonna ask oh, anything. Snap. Oh snap! Where's DJ? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You said ah. ask anything, so are you a no filter person then? I'm guessing you're no filter. Nah, definitely my my filter set to high, bro. I have got a high filter because I know what I can and can't say. But let me get back to that one. I'm gonna try. Think, I said, let me get back to that one because I don't I don't know if I because see me I'm I've got no filter at times, but I do like to see the positive in everything. 
I'm not trying to sound PR or, or, or my, my, <laughs> my press manager's not on the side, but I do like to say, okay, this guy probably doesn't have great selection, but his transitions are nice, or he might not be good at DJing, but he's a good okay, producer. Probably, probably, yeah, probably not bad, but just like when improving, like errors, errors, yeah, he's, tra- errors he's, he's, he's trying to draw me out this one. He's trying to draw me out. Um, are you on about in my city or just in general? I Do you actually want to get that? You want to get personal like that? You want to get in your city? Because <laughs> I get yeah, personal. Would, Go get personal. Then. It would have to. <laughs> Go get personal. I was just putting it out there. Like, it could be someone you heard in flipping Scotland. You know what I mean? Like, oh, swear so down. Oh, ooh, yeah, you might, you might give me an exit there. I'm uh, giving you an exit. I'm giving you an giving exit. Me an exit. <laughs> you were yeah, going to draw I'm your gonna... own self out. <laughs> I was gonna, I put, I put myself, yeah, see, Jody's like, yo, I don't know what to say right now, right. let's move on to the next question, yeah, and I'll try to next someone question? that I, I don't, right? I will, I will give you something, but I just don't know yeah. quite, quite yet. Okay, we'll flip it, who do you look up to in the industry? Who do I look up to in the industry? Okay, that's a good question, we, we can put some respect on some people, um, trust me, Jordan. Um, <laughs> I don't, don't trust him. He's, re- he's reaching, he's reaching, he's reaching. reaching. Um, there's quite a few DJs that I respect. Like, I always say, um, five DJ, like, we always ask me, you top five other than yourself in Bromo or whatever, whatever. Um, I put Day Day in there. Like, oh, he, he already said, he already said himself. Oh, did he say himself? Yeah. Oh, God, God damn. Take him out, take him uh, out. I'm have to hook, no, let me hook him out. Okay, he's broke up. We're going number five hook now. Him hook him out. Um, I rate Reckless highly. Um, I respect <coughs> M- DJ MJ as well. Um, he's someone I've kind of like been around for like a couple of years now, yeah. and I've seen it, I've seen how he's grown and developed, and he's doing his thing, and he's he's incorporated a lot of stuff. Like he was always a good DJ, but now he's a good performer as well. Kind of what we're saying. He's on the mic doing stage shows, so I respect him highly. Um, so Reckless, we're saying Day Day. Uh, MJ <laughs> Silk, you know, I have to put Silk in there because yo, know, like technically on the mic, everything he's kind of kind of got the whole package as a as a DJ. Like he really knows how to keep her energy like in, own, in a room. Why are you talking like you're on Love Island? Let me try and think of one more. Wait, let me draw for one more. I'm going to put VIP in there as well because, yeah, it's someone oh, yeah. I've kind of looked up to from, from the start. Because I remember when I first done my first ever DJ set, remember what I was telling you about? I didn't even know what Serato was. I had to ask VIP for some assistance because I was like, yo, I knew him from around the way. I was like, I need some assistance. I don't know what I'm doing in this DJ thing right now. And he just was like, bro, you need to learn how to scratch and learn how to mix and come back to me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Why you should have gone into stand up comedy, bro? Like that, that tough, <laughs> <laughs> that tough side hobby. <laughs> so <laughs> look at yeah, go on. No, so yeah, so overseas gigs. What overseas gigs have you done? What's been the best ones for you? The best ones for me, I've enjoyed. I've done, I done. I've beat. Uh, that was good. Um, I really enjoyed. That. I think that might have been my first one. I was gassed. Like I'm not gonna lie. This was like two or three years into doing it, and I got asked to do one in IB, and I was on the plane. Yeah, and my brethren, he doesn't live in Birmingham anymore. He lives over in like London, sorry way. So he he hadn't seen me kind of doing the club thing and growing my brand and whatever. Mm. But I've invited him to my set to Ibiza. So we're on the plane. I can't believe this even happened to me. I was on the plane. I'm sitting on the back back seat, so there's there's no further seats behind me. And then all I've heard was, "Oh my God, Dougie Fresh is playing in Ibiza. We're gonna catch him when we get there." My friend looked at me like, "You fam," and I was like. <laughs> 
I'm in the back of the car, in the back of the car, back of the plane, shucked. I can't believe yeah. what I'm hearing. And he's and he's looking at me and the girls are still talking. The girls are attractive as well. <laughs> and he was he was like, he was giving me that look like, yo, we, we, we need to we need to have a word. So um so he's just tapped the girl, he's like, You do realise he's behind you, and then they've turned around, oh my god, it's him. And I was like, Wow, how did I get to here? So um, we ended up bringing them to the event that we was DJing at and whatever. So that was probably one of my favourite. Um... Well, did you sweep them with a nice booth there? I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't have the facilities for that one big man. Have you been to IB for, <laughs> <laughs> you been to IB for big man? Yo, it was £15 for a water, let alone booth. It wasn't crazy. So, uh... <laughs> Bro, you, so, you yeah. think that's bad, man? Like, in, in Netherlands, flipping McDonald's is like triple the price of UK. Really? Price, man. Like, yeah. Mad. Like, the, like you, you, know, like, like a, like, you know, like a large fries here would be like 150 or like £2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there, it's like six euro, five euro or something like that. It's a mad back foot. Nah, that's not the one. <laughs> not the that, one. Ain't, that, ain't, that ain't the one. The rider didn't come like that. <laughs> I just no, no, I demanded the club manager must have been like, he didn't put this on his rider. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't tell me two girls were coming as well. He didn't, yeah, oh, trust me, he didn't give him the details, but yeah, you know what? You I, gotta I, add that to your rider like two girls plus two, the two, plus the drink. Must, it, must, it must happen, and it must happen. <laughs> some Maltesers and that as well. You get me? Like, I like, I like keep, you keep, like Maltesers, keep, keep it sweet, yeah, we like to keep it sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, I've done Iron Napa last year as well. I've done it tw uh, twice. I really enjoy Napa, I think, because it's such an urban crowd. You can yeah. really kind of go in and do your thing. Um, so I was I was looking forward to playing IB from Marbella this year. So we'll see what happens when everything kind of gets released and flights start happening again. So, yeah, man, so, international flights are a good, a good shot. A lot of up-and-coming DJs always ask this question as well. Like, how do you get these overseas bookings? So for you, it was... Like, was it easy, really easy for you, or was it all right because you had the contacts and stuff like that? And what um, um, advice would you give them? Advice, advice. I'd say um, going abroad can, can make you as a DJ, to be honest. So I'd say for an up-and-coming DJ who's at the kind of start of their, their creating their inception, it's not a bad shot for you to go maybe just approach some of these clubs or a promoter locally that you know that's going to be doing a season over there and just say, can I just come with and then hope for the best? It's kind mm -hmm. of a leap of faith, but it can prove to be worth it. You've got people like, I know, like Don Bryan, Mystery yeah. J, etc. They went out there and they just networked and, and created their own kind of brand over in, in Iron Apple and things like that. So I would probably suggest doing something like that. And there's DJ Jammer as well. Um, so yeah, I think but yeah, it could be a thing where you go over there and just take a leap. Even if it's not going to be financially viable for yeah. you at the time, <clears throat> what's going to happen is you're going to elevate your brand to a point where you can come back and if you were charging £50 an hour before, maybe you can start saying, you know what, I've got this international following, I've been doing this. As long as you market it right while you're there, yeah. you can probably elevate your price by like two, three times. You know what I'm saying? Have you wanted to do your own events or have you done your own event before? Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been running this event thing for a while still. Um, Are well, you trying to compete with Day Day now? Yeah, nah. <laughs> we we actually used to do an event together, which was which was cold. We used to do it in Bamboo. That was sick. Um, but yeah, we like we, we mutually book each other for our events, and we know we know what we do, so we bring bring yeah, a certain yeah. vibe. So yeah, I've done about ten events now. Um, I've got an event that I I started last year called Exposed, where I kind of, I wanted to kind of put other DJs that I liked and respected on to events just before they started to really get. Booked yeah. um, everywhere. So I had last time DJ Jammer, Taz, Grind Blog. So I want to do more of that when we get back into it. But I actually, oh, 
I had an event that was meant to be on April Bank Holiday. And the yeah. lineup, if I tell you the lineup right now that we had, oh, what shit. was the lineup? It was, what was the lineup? Me, it was me, DJ Silk, DJ Lani, DJ Mexi, Double Impact. Yeah, I had Lani on there, RJ, DJ Emo. He's a big DJ from mm-hmm. in Brom. Um, and who else is on there now? I think that my oh DJ Dunch, who who's a DJ yeah, from yeah. London that I really respect a lot. So yeah, man, I was excited for that. And then the road the Rona came through and done its thing. So you have to keep that watch. <laughs> keep that one moving and put and hopefully make that happen. Keep it moving, time. You keep it moving <laughs> bro. What's what's the plans for after Corona for you? Like what's your first steps? Like obviously um, you're touching the clubs, but like what's are you doing an event straight away? What's what's the plans? It's going to be difficult. Um, you have to kind of just see what the lay of the land is and see where, what clubs are open to, to doing events now. Because I think that the landscape is going to change completely uh, from how it was before. I okay, think do you think clubbing is going to change? Or do you think yeah, it's going to go back um, to how it was? In the short term, yeah, it will definitely change. I think it's going to... And I think events are going to be more DJ-led than ever. I think it was already getting to that stage. But now mm. I think the DJs putting on their events are going to be what sells out a club. So I think every club's going to want to have their DJ that will rock with them. So I think it's a good. It's going to be a good position for the top tier DJs to be in, but it might make it a little bit more difficult for people coming through. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I think you know what I. I mean, I hope they kind of open their eyes out a little bit more and look okay. at other DJs. But I don't think they will. I think they're just going to stay safe because obviously they're trying to make the revenue and yeah. profit in the short term to get back up and running. Yes, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, it's gonna be difficult, though. I mm, think. Yeah, I, I do. I think, think it's difficult. Probably... Even it's difficult even for like the resident DJs because like knowing what to play as well, keeping your okay. residencies. That's a good. Like that. Yeah, that's a good talking topic. Let's talk on that. Okay, cool. Res- residencies. Okay. <laughs> Was it residencies? Residencies. Right, we've oh. underlined. We've underlined it. We've underlined the residency <laughs> thing. Take a sip of my juice. Um. Yeah, Some I juice. think. Before, I used to have um, a negative perception on residencies, I think. How comes? Um, I think before, because you don't want to give away too much. As you say, it's difficult as a resident. I've, I've done a residency as well. for I've done two now yeah. for a, lo- a long time. And I realized how difficult it can be to kind of keep things fresh and keep a residency. So I think the best thing for DJs to do is like get a residency where they can hold it down showcase their skills on a regular basis because that's when mm. you build a brand because now I, I've played at the same place for two years for instance they come for me I know this um so when if I'm not there they they're not there so that puts me in yeah. a powerful position when I want to do my own events because they're more inclined to come because they really do rock with you so similar to how people do mixes and things like that anything you're doing do it consistently so if you can play somewhere consistently I think that's a very 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 good place to start and then you can just make sure you use that as a tool to build your brand so that you get more people coming to your stuff and put more money in your pocket. Is it better for an up and coming DJ to get a residency? 100%. 100%. Especially up and coming. If you um, can come into the game and have somewhere that, that you can, you, you're basically like cutting your teeth and just learning what to do. You're going to get more confident as well yeah. because you've got a captive audience. You know that the people there are here for you. They've heard you before, so they're comfortable coming. So you can start expressing yourself. I had, because I remember when I was DJing at Sugar Sweet when I first started there, I didn't used to use the mic at all. Like I was scared, shook. 
You would you wouldn't believe it from hearing me talk. But I was shook. Yeah, I would never mic. think you were shook on the mic, bro. I would have thought you would have stepped I, on that mic. Nah, not at all. Uh, but one of the days, they just put me in like, the side room. They said, oh, like, we've overbooked. Can we put you over here for a bit and yeah. just try and bring a crowd into here? There was, like, four people in the room. Not not going to gas it. Like, this was time ago. And I was playing my tunes, trying to make it cool with the crossfader and doing little scratches and that. And then a friend of mine, DJ J Matt, came in and he was like, bro, why, why are you not on the mic? And I said, I'm scared, you know, I don't, I don't know how to use the mic. I'm not confident, I'm not comfortable. Uh, and he just literally picked up the mic and within five seconds, the four people that were in there acted like there were 40 people. They were jumping up and down, like, hey, this is my vibe. And I was thinking, wow, that's like an important tool. I didn't even see it as that before. So um, do you think that's helped your sets? Oh, 100%, 100%. Because then I picked it up and then I decided to learn little routines that can get people involved, talking yeah. to people directly, make them feel a part of the set. <laughs> and then... Now I, I host, I, I charge out to host. Some people book me to DJ. Some people book me just to host because I've kind of become proficient at that. So, um, yeah. So you got two in one, basically, because the promoter yeah, yeah, don't yeah. need to spend money on a host because they know you can do it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what to do. Think it hurts. Uh, DJs, what's the yeah. best way to yeah to get into the Birmingham scene as an up and coming DJ? I know the Birmingham scene is hard, right? Like to get into it, that Arcadian scene. Yeah, it can be difficult. They say this, but I think it might actually be easier than anywhere else because there's so many DJs. Like, I'm sure you've been doing this interview thing for a while now. Yeah. You've probably interviewed about 15, 20 DJs from Birmingham. So you know that the, the market is competitive, but yeah. there is a lot of venues as well. So there's a lot of opportunity there as well. Whereas in some cities, like I think a few people have tried to get into the Liverpool market. You ain't playing over there if, you, if you're not one of the three. Mm. Um, so I think it, there's a lot of opportunities because DJs do their own events or that kind of stuff as well. So it's it's sick. But like mainly, like if you're not friends with the DJ or not friends with someone, like you know, like with Leon, right in 101, like if you're not in that kind of circle, do you think it's gonna be hard anyway? Like I mean, obviously every circle's hard, but do you think Birmingham's harder than most cities, or do you think it's actually easier than most cities? Um, <laughs> say that say that again one, one time. So, like, do you think Birmingham's actually harder to get into the uh, into the circle than most cities, or do you think it's easier? I, th- I think it, it potentially is easier. Uh, I see riders saying, "What venues? Um, what what what, that, what do you mean, bro? I'm trying try to answer that question. What? No, like what venues? Because you said there's a variety, so he goes, "What venues?" I think maybe oh, I don't right, know. Cool. I don't know if he's being jokey about that or if he's. All right, nah, there's a lot of clubs. There's a lot of clubs in, in Brom. Um, obviously, even just in the Arcadian circle, you've got yeah. like, there's like 12. Then you've got Broad Street as well. Then you've got the ones that are just on the outside. So there's a lot of different venues. And because I, I do my own events, Ryder does his events, Day Day does his events. Like, there's loads of DJs that do events, so you can kind of get in with anyone. There's loads of different routes in. So yeah. I would actually say potentially easier if you're willing to, to negotiate on price i think that's mm. going to be the driver if you're willing to go in there and say you know what i'll do a free set for you. i've had that before i've had a dj say to me let me play on your event i'll do a free set for you if you rate me you respect me put me on again i'm like i w- i personally won't do that i still paid them a wage but people that kind of mentality where they just want to get in and showcase what they've got then i think yeah there's definitely loads of opportunity to get in yeah 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 definitely have you ever wanted to um take djs under your wing and kind of hand them out to different clubs and stuff like that like have a little agency going on or that's a good shout um i keep giving I everyone say... this idea now <laughs> <laughs> i keep giving everyone this like, oh you know oh, you what that's, that's a good shout that's yeah cool. you should have done that shit yourself Wait, um... 
Nah, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm quite like a helpful person. Anyway, if anyone comes yeah. wants any advice, I will more than likely help. I think Jammer just posted up saying I helped him on the mic, and when he first started wanting to DJ, he, he called me and because I know him from before, I said, "Oh, can you show me the basics?" So I brought him round mm. straight away, and we got that done. So um, yeah, wherever where it comes to an agency side, like I would, I would do that. I've, I actually know a few agencies that do similar. But it's not necessarily in the nightclubs. It's more for corporate stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, retail and all that kind of thing like that. So, yeah, man, I think it's a good idea. And it's something I have slightly considered, but on the corporate side, not so much putting them into... On the clubbing club. Yeah, club, yeah. Like, 100%. You don't want them to take your sets? <laughs> I'm good, right? that, that I'm good that that I'm good man. I'm good. You have to be confident in your own shit, man. You can watch someone, but know that you do you, bro. <laughs> you, you, do you. you can't replace you in it. So, yeah, man. Nah, I'd, I'd be happy to do that for sure. <laughs> uh, do you ever get scared about losing your residencies or losing sets because another DJ is coming for a cheaper price or for something like that? Oh, man. You hit, hit with the questions today, bro. Um, I don't think I've um, necessarily been in that position, but I know that it is a worry because we, we us as DJs, especially through this lockdown, we've got certain groups where we all talk and we kind of have decided where what direction we want to go in as a collective. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that go against that by undercutting. And I've seen certain DJs fall out over people undercutting and taking their residences and things like that. So it is a worry, but... Um, and I know we had a brief conversation before. I feel like I'm on like a spiritual vibe. What will be will be. I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> You're such a spiritual I'm gonna... <laughs> guy. <laughs> I'm gonna do should we, my should thing. we run through that dream you had? <laughs> nah, let's not let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay, so I know I'm not I'm not throwing shade to anything on this question. It's just in your okay. opinion. So I know that at this time, obviously, like everyone's helping each other out in like group okay. chats and stuff like that. But in general, if we were out of lockdown, do you think there's a rivalry between DJs in Birmingham, especially? Oh, oh yeah, come on, like it's it, it's been hidden more. It's it's more concealed, but there's always going to be a, wherever there's money, there's and there's competition, and there's a certain allocation of, of places. There's going to be a rivalry. So yeah. whether we want to come and he, like take that on, phrase on is different. Uh, I don't. I don't think that will ever go. And I don't think it should. I think if you've not got that competitive edge where you look and you think, I'm better than him or I can do that better than he can, yeah. then I, I just don't think we don't push the scene forward. Um, so I think it's actually a good thing. What advice would you give to up-and-coming DJs to get into the, the clubbing scene and to get themselves known in social media and everything like that? Uh, so like I said prior, I, I would advise if you do want to get into club sets just yeah get in contact with the promoters i get quite a lot of messages to be honest of people saying oh can can you put me into this club and things like that um and i'll, I'll pass it on to if i know the promoter i'll say oh this person wants to get involved but a lot of it's just a, you have to create your own buzz there has to be a reason why people want you yeah. and not the 30 million other djs that, that are out on the ground um <laughs> to come and do their thing so you need to create your own buzz so whether that everyone's got a different way people have kind of killed mixes to death i used to do a lot of mixes i've stopped doing as many now um, yeah. i still do them because certain, like certain people do ask for it for cds and things like that but find your route whether it's that you're someone that's good at doing little videos that catch online whether you want to be an event person you can manage an event properly and, and create a vibe around that and push your brand that way or maybe it's just doing instagram lives that you're doing and doing you know you've got a good interview flow and you want to build your reputation the way that you have so there's loads of different ways you just have to find the one that you're most comfortable in and never try and be someone that you're not because people Definitely. see through, through that straight away
and don't try like you can't really just outgrow your scene kind of thing and stuff like that like you can't you can't really be faking that scene kind of kind of oh no nah, you can't you can't like you can tell when, when someone's trying to do something for attention and whether it's genuine like um and it just doesn't sit well with people you don't realize how perceptive people are yeah and they they know you and they can tell what you are and what you're about and if it doesn't sit and they can feel the energy's off they'll go find someone else that, that that's a little bit more genuine <laughs> and authentic so what makes a dougie fresh set unique um I'd say this is a good question because I, I felt like before um, I didn't have that when I first started in the first maybe year or so, like I was playing sets and I was enjoying it and the music was good. But yeah. Kieran Jay actually spoke to me and he said, um, if I was not in, if I was blind and I was in the room, how would I know that it's you playing and not anybody else? And I was like, yeah. could you actually tell? Maybe not. So that's when I decided <laughs> um, that you have to have a certain <laughs> style. Charlie C gets me every time. You, know. um, you have to have a style that is unique to you and, a certain, and like bring people onto your journey musically. Yeah. So there's certain sounds you expect to hear from me, which you probably wouldn't hear from another DJ. I'm quite influenced by a lot of different cultures. So like even the fact that I listen to quite a lot of Latin music. So some of the maybe bashment tunes I play might have a certain reggaeton flavor or a blend or I like scratching as well, things like that. So you can hear when I'm playing. Um, and a lot of people that hear me play regularly, they know as soon as I'm on, that's doggy that is. Yeah. So I'd say I have that now. Um, and I think it's something that's important to, to kind of pin down. Would you say you're more of a, the technical side DJ or more selection and good mixes? And no, mixes? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't say particularly technical. Like, I enjoy that kind of side, and I've got, like, a certain style. Like, when you yeah. hear me play, you'll know what it is. But I wouldn't say that I'm crazy, because I've seen crazy technical, so, like, your dunches and your silk, them kind of people, they do some mad stuff that I can't do at this point. Um, so I wouldn't say I'm a specific technical DJ. i say I'm a blender mm. both. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm just a selective, because I use the mic as well. I'm kind of... Yeah. Little triple threat. Let's do, let's let's go with a little trip. <laughs> <laughs> triple threat. Comedian. Yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ryder said, "Yo, I've never had doggy talk so passionate." Hey, that's, that's that degree talking, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's the degree. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm gonna ask you this: What's your thoughts on um, reality TV stars going into DJ? Oh, now nah, you're, you're hitting me with these questions different today. Um, I, I don't mind. Do I mind? I kind of mind. I kind of mind. I know you looked up. The way you looked yeah, up. Yeah, I kind of mind. The way you looked up. I'd like to say I don't mind because, that, yeah, do you think? But I think because it's so disproportionate how much they get paid compared to DJs that actually are born and built. <clears throat> Sorry, bro, I just lost you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, my battery was going low. Um, yeah, so I, I say, because they're charging so much, I'm thinking to myself, bro, how are you, how are you out here getting that kind of money? And you're dead. You're not even playing. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you're playing. There's literally premixes. Oh, I can see you, bro. Like, I've literally saw people on Instagram, and they're, yeah. they're pretending that they're DJing, but I can see that the plug's not even in. They're not even got all of the wires. <laughs> I, why are you doing this research like that? Man's like, man's like she's trying nah, to screenshot nah, it. Nah, you have to. Hey, I see you. There's no way that I see you. So <laughs> when it comes to that, I don't like it. But if they're good, then it's cool. As long as, long as if, if it's like, because I see it as, This question if, touched you differently. <laughs> yeah, it did, you know. <laughs> because if you're, if you're good. You, bro. If you're good. <laughs> 
<laughs> dry your eyes, mate. By the way, if you're good, then it's cool. But if you're dead, then it's then it's the disrespect and and it's really taking away finances and exposure that another dude that actually really believes in the craft that they could benefit from. Okay, do, do you think that it shouldn't bother you because you got to the level that where they wouldn't take your sets, or do you think they would still take your sets? Uh, I've never. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. Because when when you get like a reality TV date, you just put them for just the one event. So I don't think it really matters too much for me in that respect. So why are you stressing? I'm not stressing. I'm not stressing yet. It's for the integrity of of the culture. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. that's what annoys me, and the finances that are attached to it. That can piss me off because mm. I know I know certain people personally that have been offered DJ sets for. We're talking thousands and thousands. Yeah, of I know, because obviously it's like a PA session for them it's as well. They're, they're using it like a PA, but then they jump on the decks for like five minutes and then five they do minutes. a little high yeah. and then they've got 6K in their bag. Like, for cool. real, I've, I've literally <laughs> been asked if, if I would do that for someone. There's, they've been offered like, let's, let's go with five grand for the set and they said, I can't DJ though, so can you come and DJ and I'll just jump on the mic for you. And I'm thinking to myself, right. Like, Man's getting 5K for the jump on the mic kind of thing, like. It's all mad. So, yeah, so when, when you hear things like that, it can kind of throw you off a little bit. But I'm not going to get mad at you because I'm just going to still do my thing. And you're over there. Mm. I'm still, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I ever think, oh, these kind of people are taking away sets because they're a good tool to use if you're doing an event and you want to push it. So it's I can respect it in that sense. But, nah, never that price. <laughs> so have you had any bad experiences with a club promoter or manager? <laughs> and, what, and if so, which one, which one, what's been the worst one for you? Um, of course, I've had bad experiences with club promoters. Like, ah, oh, which one do I even give you guys today? Because, boy, sir. <laughs> Gavin's um... putting eye emojis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to give you one. I'm not going to say no names and that, but uh, people that know me will know. This, this is what, this, I'm only going to say this one because we're in the, the, the area of like racism with all of the um, George uh, Floyd yeah, yeah, yeah. thing but basically now boom boom I've gone to a boom. club <laughs> I was DJing at a club yeah this is a few years ago now regular every week built the club up residency thing I went to Egypt mm. for a couple of a couple of weeks so I'm saying with your chest I'm <laughs> saying it, I'm here but I'm here but <laughs> I'm here doing it. I'm, I'm here. doing this for the, for the culture so I've gonna done my my thing in Egypt. Boom, come back and they go. Oh, we don't need you this week, you know. Dog. Like, I was like, all right, that's a bit strange. Like I've been there every week for the last mm. six months, but cool. And then I came back the next week, uh, and it was like, oh, you know what? We're gonna switch it up because listen to this, bro. Mm. He goes, you are bringing too many black people to the club, oh. and I was like, <laughs> huh? I've looked. I'm thinking to myself when I first started here, you were paying girls to come in with bottles of wine and stuff like that you'd go out and you'd literally hold bottles of wine and say, please come in we'll give you this just so that you roll so i'm thinking to myself how can you then moan at me for bringing you clientele even if they're black or white mm. whatever you, your club is now full i'm a part of that so how can you throw that back in my face so i said say the name yeah <laughs> you that could probably work it out as the more i talk so that's happened um i took it on the chin I was like, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin said, I'll say your name. <laughs> just say it, innit? Yeah. So, if you said that, that's, that's on you, but I ain't said it. Um, so, I've said, <laughs> I took it on the chin. I've just gone, all right, that's cool. We make yeah. it happen. I'm going to still be a success in this thing. Carried on, moved on. Um, and then it was like, 
my brother's birthday six months after. So, <laughs> trust me. So, too urban, man. Said, two days yeah. too urban. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? That's, that's right, such a... It's such a white thing me. to say, though. No? <laughs> yeah, you're bossing me, fam. Too urban, dog. So I've said to, I've said, I've said to them now, like, all right, cool. It's my brother's birthday. He liked that club store. Even though I had a slight vendetta and all, he said he wanted to go there for his birthday. I'm not going to knock him. So I said, cool. Let me speak to them beforehand because we know what yeah. they're like about the, the ethnics, El Negros and all that kind of thing there. So he said, cool. I spoke to them before. I said, bro, I've got eight people coming tonight. At least four of them will be black. Are we still cool? Oh, man said at least. Man said at <laughs> least four. Like, what, like they, had, they had a cap. There was a cap on it. Like it's five. You can only bring. You can only. We're only allowing. You know, like it's like in central London where they only allow like fifty guys on their guests. Like, like, yeah. like we're only allow, we're only allowing ten black guys in a in a club. The like, percentage <laughs> ratios were all off, fam. So I said, all right, cool. Yeah, are we okay with that? Are we good? And he said, yeah, we're good. So we come through. We walked in. All of us got in. Happy days. I figured, okay, this might be. I a said, decent all of night. us got in. You're sounding like, oh my god, but it sounded was, like back in the day. Like I was gas. I was like, yeah, we're all in and that. Da, 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 da. But then two of my friends, they went in, but they didn't have any money. So they said, we've got to go to the cash point. We just want to get our stamps. The cash point was literally next door. Can we just stamp in while we've all agreed that this is the quota of black people allowed in the club tonight? <laughs> so this is the quota. <laughs> let's let's quarter. do this and then keep it moving. So yeah. they've got in, uh, and then they've said, oh, we're just going to go straight to the cash point and come back. They went to cash point, came back. Two minutes they were, got to the queue, got to walk in. They said, oh, no, you got to queue back up again. They're thinking, what, what, what part <laughs> of madness is this? I've got the stamp. I was in here three minutes ago. How can I queue now? Mm. They got into the queue. Next thing you know, too many, too many lads. They're like, what? And then they pushed Prince. them out of the way. And then there was a big group of like white Caucasian gentlemen, very well dressed and all that. We'll give it. We'll give it. That's very, very well dressed. <laughs> we'll try to give a little bit of a balance to the story. I was there. They've just let them straight in. So we're thinking, how can someone get in that's mm. not paid yet, and someone that's been stamped and was in here two minutes ago and has already given you their money to come in, be banned? I kicked off. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of went a bit. I went a bit mad still because. Wow, what happened? Uh, what happened? So then the owners come out, and then he's. Okay, this, this is where it gets real, real yeah. bad. The owners come over. He said, "See, this is what you do. You bring too many black people to my." Nah, my you're lying to I'm me. I'm being serious. You're lying to me. So then he's. Hey, what, how did he? How did they even have the chest to say that? I don't actually know how they have the chest to say <sighs> Bro, that. I couldn't believe it. So he said that to me, and I've, I've got, and then my brother was there. My brother was standing there, cool as a cucumber, and he's just like, "Bro, come on, they're paid. Just let them in." The guy is not my brother's hand. He had a drink of like strongbow in his hand or whatever. And the drink's gone flying, and he's like, what? <clears throat> I'm quite, I've got quite protective, he's my brother, in it? So yeah, I've yeah. said, yo, let me, come. I said, come, come here now, now you've crossed the line, because now you've mm. put your hands on my brother, so come round, we're, we're going to sort this out like men. And, so I've, I've, and I'm not like this, anyone that knows me knows that I'm missed, I'm anti-violence, I don't get yeah, yeah. beef for no reason ever, you'll never see me acting up. But when it comes to, you've, you've, I've let the racism slyly sly. And now you got onto my brother as well, so yo. It's anything family related. Anything family, family related. related. It's, it's it's time that we've we've come to an impasse. We're gonna have to, you know, fist the cough. So whatever it has, whatever it has to be. Um. So yeah. So he came round, and then like everyone kind of had to break it up, mm. and blah 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 blah. And then a friend of mine who was the promoter at the time kind of grabbed me. He's like, "You don't want to do this." Da, 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 da. So I thought, you know what. Red flush came. I was like, you know what? Let me just come out. Come over to your place. Man. Come over to your place. And we rent. I, I dragged my they friends. They said positive vibes only. Positive. 
Right, so what, what was the what was the end of the story? So we can cut to the end. What was the end? Yeah, of the story? so basically we kind of we, we ended up just bouncing, and then we, we like he came up to me, tried to apologize, said, oh, I'll get you a bottle of vodka or drink of vodka, and that to make up for." I was like, "What, what kind of what kind mm. of some watered down vodka is gonna make up for family obliteration and racism?" I said, "Man, let me come out your place." So I just didn't go back there yeah. again for probably about two two years or something like that. Well, right. So this DJ asked, uh, "What would a normal DJ get paid?" What was what? What would a normal DJ get paid? What's their like? What what and like what should or maybe what should you price yourself at as well? If you're is that like the a, question? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, can I you like? Answer, can I you... can't answer that for you. You know, bro. What's that? Uh, DJ J E the DJ. How much okay. would a normal DJ get? I don't know if you can expand I, on that. I can't answer that for you, bro. Um, it's different for area as well. Um, I know a few London DJs and their rate breakdown is different to Birmingham so mm. it just depends what you're comfortable with and and yeah and what, what you can get from and then try to build up from there is there any tips uh tips you'd give to an upcoming from Dudley that's also trying to get sets in Wolverhampton um I, I don't I don't know the Wolverhampton area that well I know that there's... Is it Outback or something like that? I think that might be the only club that I know that's out there. That's and Blossoms as well. Um, so, yeah, Gavin's probably a better person to speak to about that than, than I am because I don't really know. But, yeah, as I said, just approach people, friendly manner, show your personality, be flexible. If you need to take a little cut in pay mm. just to get the set, maybe do that and then and then work up from there. But make sure... Gavin, I think work, 50 quid up. an hour is a bit... I think that's a bit cheap, though. I think... when like, I think unless you're like... If it's your first gig, then, yeah. But I think... If you're done a year or something in the clubbing scene, I think it should be 85 to 100 of an hour, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. yeah. Where, where are you from, Chris? I don't South know London. You. Okay, you're South Okay, so... But, like, the competition's mad here. Like, it's everything... South London is, like, the biggest for pricing because <clears throat> where I am, you've got, like, Vauxhall, Clapham. Those are one different prices there. Then, okay. if I go further south, I've got Croydon. That's one different price there. Bromley okay. one different price there. So like it's all it's all crazy with the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to know what areas doing what pricing, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'd say whoever asked that question, speak to any DJ friends in your area that you know because yeah, yeah, it, yeah, can, definitely. it can definitely vary. Gav, why is he what why is he disrespecting your ends? <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> oh, is that the guy? J E D J. I'm from Manchester. Okay. Where there yeah. aren't a lot of DJs or there I think there are, but yeah, I think, I, think, I, feel I, like think Manchester, yeah, I think Manchester's got a lot of DJs. Yeah, they've got, they've got some good DJs in Manchester. But uh, yeah, man, just speak, speak to them then and, and find mm. out what they're charging. What, what city do you think is popping, apart from Birmingham, in terms of the clubbing scene? Yeah, Manchester for sure. I do like, um, I do like. well, I say that, but I've not really been out, out in Manchester for a little while. But the DJs that I know that play there are good. Yeah, um, yeah I'd say Manchester and New, uh, Newcastle. I think there's a few DJs there that I rate highly. Have you ever thought of moving abroad for a season or moving abroad in general to DJ? Um, I, I considered uh, a Dubai one a couple of years ago, but probably not at this point. Were you old for it or what's going on? <clears throat> right, I don't know if that's, if that's him or me. Um... I think that's him. I don't know. Can everyone still hear me? Let me know. Let me know. 
<clears throat> Alright, let me know if that's him or me. Oh, okay, he's left. Okay. <clears throat> Let's add him back in. Let's add him back in. Yeah, it was okay. Fine, it's him. It's him. Uh, let's go back. His battery probably <laughs> it probably died, man. <laughs> Battery's gone. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah, yo. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. What I, happened? Battery. Ah, now nah, it wasn't even battery. Just went on the mad thing still. <laughs> is my is my Wi-Fi now? Yeah, was a gift cap. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jabba. I have a gift cap. Allow it, bro. Allow my gift cap. Allow my gift cap. Allow my gift cap thing, bro. Allow it. Oh, yeah, I slightly rape like like I think about it when I hear gift cap mobile and I answer for it. I'm like, ooh. I take that into consideration when I'm ranking a man still, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jamma, I don't have pee. I don't have pee like you, bro. Jeez. Step <laughs> it up, dog. Tesco is in it. Top sim card, nah. Tesco more. Any Tesco more, bum. No, I don't think I can ever get Tesco's. I don't. Oh, think nah. It's just a different bang when you get the answer for a message. That's horrible. <laughs> this is a Tesco's mobile number. <laughs> <laughs> no, allow my gift card. Allow it. Crazy allow shit. It. <laughs> Crazy shit, boy. <laughs> But bro, where what what's where do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you want to um, do? I wanna do I, I really wanna do radio to be honest. Um that's okay, do you think, that I, okay, also do you think radio is dying out? Yeah, it is to be fair, I'm not gonna lie. In in a certain form, but I think there's still different platforms. I I do like the idea of kind of speaking to artists and, um and things like that and just being a part of the culture in that way as well as like the club club sets are sick. Like there's a different feeling that you get. Like yeah. I don't I know every, every DJ that's in here has done a set and have come home and the adrenaline is pumping and you're just literally lying in your bed thinking, Wow, I killed that. I can't believe I did that with that. Oh, that was sick and the mm. people went mad. Like it's got such a nice feeling. Um so yeah, so, something digital, may, maybe radio if it was like a one extra or capital extra thing. Um but other than that, I think yeah, as, as Ryder said, podcasting and things like that, I enjoy that. I do one with on football already, uh, with a friend of mine, Fred. So yeah, what them kind of things. Uh, production. I, uh, I, <laughs> I used to be like a, a rapper producer. That's kind what of I used back. to be a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know back the ones where they slowly like slide it in, like yeah, I used to be a rapper. You know, like. back in there, you get me. Back in there, man, used to drop hey, two, two bars and that. Are you and Day Day uh, getting on a track? Oh, that would be fun, though. Yeah, right, that's they, they, that, that one up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, might be able to make some tunes. But yeah, now nah, I feel like everyone jumped on the production thing right now. Um, and I don't know, like I've I've kind of learned the basics of producing. I've, I used to produce beats years ago, so mm. to jump on it again wouldn't be. A yeah, drop a vocal but... for us. Drop a vocal in it. Rotate it part two. That's a wow. Wait, I got you on the hook, bird. I got you on the hook. Um, <laughs> But go yeah, on, drop a bar, drop a bar, drop a bar. Me? Oh, you must be crazy. Uh, go on, drop a bar, <laughs> drop a bar, man. Come on, man. Come on. Um, but yeah, I think, I feel like everyone's doing the production thing at the moment. So I don't want to jump into another oversaturated market. Um, yeah. But you, I, I wouldn't be against doing like the DJ Khaled thing, like bringing people together and kind of or like... just putting goes... Dougie Fresh instead of like, just putting... Basically, putting basically yeah. Yeah, because obviously I do songwriting and stuff as well. Yeah, so... yeah. Um, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a stretch for me to try and create a project like that. So that's something that you might see. Mm, but yeah, uh, we're ready for that. We're ready, you're for, ready that. for that. <laughs> you're ready for that. You're ready for that. But yeah, man, I I'm think, ready I think, for like, a. I'm, re I'm ready to hear a tune from you, bro. Like after. Quarantine. Oh yeah, 
2022. Nah, bro, man can make a tune in a, in a day, fam. We've got a studio. Yeah, go do it then. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it now. Go do it now. Alright, if me and Day Day don't choose again, it will be fun still. I've got songs on my page with Sideman and that, so you could probably check some of them out. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've definitely got like I got an ear for the musical team. Right, yeah? So you're you're not escaping the first question I asked you, yeah? Boom, buckler, I think you're, not, you're not escaping it. You're not escaping it. So we're coming back, back to it. He's, he's we're coming, back, we're to coming it. back to it. I've only got five minutes. You're coming. We're coming back to it. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, where's the? I can't do it to myself, bro. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Just you said ask a... anything. So like, I asked you. You got. You got at least give me something. Yeah, but worst DJ. I'm not trying. To and, okay, let's not. Let's not. Me, okay, bro. let's not. Let's not even say worst. Let's just rephrase it to like. What's technical? Is that even? Is that better? I don't know. No, no, because <laughs> no. no. <laughs> whoever no. I say has will be somebody that I know, bro. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not here for that. Still, I've decided. I'm putting my foot down, bro. I'm putting my foot down. We don't. Okay, we don't right, right, right. I'll ask, okay, I'll ask this. Who's the worst to work with? Who's DJ the worst. worst. The worst to DJ with. to work. No, to work with. with. Yeah, like if you've worked with any that have been hard to work with. Um, it would have to be someone that doesn't doesn't respect the warm up position. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna get onto that now. The last five minutes, let's get onto that. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, like the warm up position is important. Um, Are you the type to jump on the decks, like just chuck whoever's on, chuck him off or her off, and then go? I need to get on, or do you kind of nah. let them do their thing and then you restart the night? Um, it depends who it is. If it's so, if it's any of the DJs that are in this chat right now, uh, and I'm playing after them, I would have probably either spoke to them beforehand or just expect that they will respect the position. They definitely would. You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are these are seasoned DJs, but sometimes you get like younger DJs, and and I remember my worst one was I warmed up for Rusky um, yeah. on my my third ever set, and. I was doing the dance and I done a madness. I can't believe that I, what I did. Now I'm looking back at it, I can't believe what I did. I played everything. I'm talking like 10 o'clock. Man, we're dropping, at the time, it was like your pals and yeah, your, yeah. Your, all that kind of stuff like that. Like, I was really, really clarting it off. And then I seen him in the corner. <laughs> he turned up and the crowd was going mental. Like, a girl even passed out. He was yeah. sick. And I turned him. I thought he said, oh, he's killing it. But then I, I grew to killing learn. it as in like killing. He said, <laughs> he's killing me. He's killing me, fam. And I realized after I was like, I rock killed him because he jumped on and he didn't. He didn't have anything left to play. I'd played baseline, dubs, <laughs> uh, any kind of hype tune. I said 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Bro, <laughs> 10 p.m. I'm chopping tunes. So I thought, oh man, like that wasn't right. That wasn't. So I learned quickly from that because I did it myself and I spoke yeah. to him after. I spoke to him during lockdown about it still, and he was like, yeah, I remember that, bro. You fucked me up still, you killed me. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, here we go, here we go. So that, in that day, I was the worst, I was the worst. Um, so yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd do, any of that do you not agree, do you not agree that is, is not good. It's, it's just like, because these warm-up DJs don't actually know, because like, as you said, they're quite, some of them are young. Did, yeah, yeah, you, you don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I like some know, people don't. I, like um, no one, like no one I've teaches. Seen... No one teaches you what a warm up set is. Like no one goes to you. Just nah, you have nah. to play. You have to just figure out yourself, basically. 
unless someone teaches you, you and you get over in the DMs or whatever. Yeah, trust me. And and also, I have to respect as well. Like when you're just starting your job, is you're not thinking <laughs> about the club. The madness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not budget. Well, you're budget. Damn, oh, my wife. Oh, you know, I'm not even using. I don't, I don't know. No, it's for, I don't, don't mess it. Don't mess it. Don't um, mess it, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, fam. My, my Wi-Fi is dank. Uh, but, yeah, when you first start, though, you're trying to impress people. So they, I can they, see it, why you would get carried away and stuff. They, they say common sense, so, but, but like, like, if you don't, yeah, but like, nah, you're starting look, out. I it's think not common even, sense goes out the window. Because like, also yeah. you got to judge it, right? Because what, like, old school could work in one club, yeah, as a warm-up. Yeah, and then yeah, another yeah. warm-up could be just, when I say old school, but like, it could be pop old school. It could be like, no one, you you got to judge that, right? And know what yeah, they're expecting. Yeah. That's why I said when you asked me what do I rate in a DJ, and I said, read the blood clot crowd. And so, yeah, <laughs> different, 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 different venues take a different kind of warm up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, go yeah. in some clubs and, and, and mash it down with a Bruno Mars, and then in the next club, you might have to like run Dexter Dapps, slow down to, to warm up. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Bro, we got to do another one of this, man. Like, part yeah, man, two, yeah, part man. two next week. Part two next week. It's good fun. It's good like, fun. I've got to do another one, so, yeah. Yeah? But, yeah, pre- appreciate appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I've, uh, respect. You forget. <laughs> what? What? I was like, look at this. You're going to get your words up. You're going to get your words up. Yo, I've had too many apple juices. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, respect for that. And, yeah, if you want to hook up again, just shout yeah, me, bro. Yeah, definitely, bro. I appreciate yeah. it, and hopefully we can link up. I'll come Birmingham, we can link up, and yeah. Yeah, man. That'll be good, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. good to see. Yeah. Take care, man. Respect yeah, I'll that, get, yeah, we'll get in touch. See you. All right, in a bit.